Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's worth while endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. It's good to be back, baby. I'm your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my music-loving cohort, Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? We've been away for a few weeks. How you been living? Um, uh, on, on the lamb, actually. Oh, um, so you've been eating lots of lamb shanks and uh, some lamb shawarma. Is uh, that what I'm watching? Some lamb chop? Like like anyone that is running for their life, uh, canned beans almost exclusively. Right. Um, of so course. to explain my absence, um, and this is just a, a wee bit of hyperbole. After the release of our often talked about um, Taylor Swift, uh, yeah, she, she put out Speak Now Taylor's version. Yep, we listened to it. It's fine. We. I s- yeah, we listened to it. I said something that <laughs> that may have cost me dearly. Uh-oh, I, s- I said, say? I think I need to take a little break from Taylor Swift. Um, to How Annie, my my very famously Swifty fiance. And uh, I've been running ever since. <laughs> oh, that's why you're on the line? Yes. Um, um, yeah, she's, she's coming for me. So she, oh, so she is fully obsessed with it. See, I think... Kyle and I are both Swifties who are fans of like reputation on. So, uh, we haven't even listened to the speak now. And release. you know what? In in actual reality and fairness, Annie was like, "Ah, speak now was fine." Um, didn't it didn't hit? I like, do want to listen. One. I should. I just like um, I kind of needed a little bit of a break because I feel like since Midnight's, it's been it was like Midnight's and then the Eras tour. And then, yeah, the, like it's just it's a lot. I I'm not you, uh, monogamous to Taylor Swift. You you need a little Swifty detox. It's okay. Um, yes. You know what could be a nice palate cleanser? The other artist that we famously covered on Tay and Ray Day, Carly Rae Jepsen. It's why has I'm a back. new album out. Yes. Okay. Good. Um. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet either. But that I'm is uh, out top on my list uh to listen to next i'll i will briefly speak on it it starts super slow not speak now <laughs> yeah <laughs> um the first four songs eh, they, i was i was unimpressed i i listened to it on my way to work the day it came out those are the only four i heard and i went uh-oh Carly, carly's lost it uh and they're actually fine what? songs but um if you gotta go listen to two if you have to listen to one, make a collage. It's incredible. Okay. If you have to, listen, if you get to listen to two, uh, psychedelic switch, big sound of the summer energy. Uh, I know okay. it's already August, so it's getting late to call that, but yeah, it's dancey and poppy and fantastic. Okay, so cool. I'm no, fan. I'm gonna listen to the whole thing for sure. Uh, maybe it's just because she brought all the heat for the loneliest time last year. During Tay and Ray Day. Yes. So it's like, maybe these are like the second tier that uh, songs that came out of it. It's a good companion piece. I'll say that. Like if Cool. I, I think no one's going to give them both 10s out of 10s. You're going to probably like one more than the other. Like, yeah. it's, it's a different direction. Well, I'm excited to listen to that. 
and I'm super excited to listen to all the songs that we have brought to the episode today. And I think you're going to start us off, right, Kev? Yeah. Uh, really excited about this one. Was thrilled to see new music from him hit my inbox. I am, of course, speaking about Nazca Lines, uh, the fantastic uh, producer and multi-instrumental project of Michael Lovett. And uh, he just put out a new single in preparation of his new EP, Universal Heartbreak. Uh, nice. Luke, I know we were both fans of his last album. Oh, yeah, I have. Uh, when you said the name, it did not ring a bell. But then looking at it spelled out and seeing this last, uh, the Pure Luxury yes. album cover, I'm like, yes, this was good. Yes. I was a big fan of this album. Very much like electro poppy synth stuff like absolutely my jam um and i think i'm I'm gonna read a long quote in two chunks and i think you're really gonna appreciate it luke each of these songs started life on a Wurlitzer electric piano and and an 808 drum machine i wanted to strip back my songwriting and directly express my experience over the past couple of years which have been difficult for everyone to a greater or lesser extent My version of this lives through the music on Universal Heartbreak. Emotions I've had to process, frustration, anger, or sadness I've had to work through. I like the idea of releasing music as a time capsule, as an expression of my current life. Conversely, it's very hard for me to finish music, to say, this is good enough, share it. There's always a voice telling me that it's not. Dude, yeah, I I can relate to that. Yeah, I was thinking about you when I was reading this. Um... And by releasing a series of EPs, he's trying to shorten the length of time between creating music and releasing it. uh, Nice. To more or less obsess and embrace spontaneity. Um, So I think we're we're due for a lot more Nazca lines coming in the future. I'm very excited about that. And, uh, you know, I'm always down for a good EP. Cut the cruft away just to let the hits hit. Yeah. Uh, So let's give a listen to the first taste of this. Uh, this is Nazca Lines with Push Reset. Fall apart. Only we could push reset and start again. 
gotta give that a lordy lordy berry gordy it's good to be back baby let's go yeah that's a fun one um definitely like a, a yeah. varied production throughout the song like they they, they jump between like, he jumps between a lot of different things going on uh, which i always appreciate it's uh i'm and i'm excited for more yeah it's like super catchy and definitely like danceable but there's like there's some hauntingness going on there mm-hmm. and some emotion that if we could push restart and set or push reset and start again uh this wanting to go back and start over which uh tease in my song that i'm gonna play next perfect alignment uh that's sort of a theme in the song that i'm gonna play next and very powerful theme i mean i think everyone's thought about that in life if you could go back and change certain things uh so yeah even just that line repeated with that music like stirs something for sure Mm -hmm. super good smash that reset button on life's big gamecube exactly see i would we're at little different ages i would have said you know slide the super nintendo reset button forward although i guess uh n64 came in between those but. yeah we're like two years apart some one of us is off <laughs> i just had an affinity for this nest but i did have an n64 as well so that's just a little little nub you push yeah, I was I was an Xbox kid, so I I got Xbox and Halo, and I thought Nintendo was for dweebs, uh, but also I had a Game Boy, you. so I was just I don't know what the fuck was going on. And here we are coming together, Xbox kids, Nintendo kids, living together as one, uh, and listening to music together. That was Nazca Lines with Push Reset <laughs> off of Universal Heartbreak. Off of Universal Heartbreak, out September 22nd via Memphis Industries. Universal Heartbreak is a great album title, too. Yeah. And another very striking idea. I like that a lot. He's at, like, Pure Luxury and Universal Heart and Universal Heartbreak are both really good album slash EP names. Yeah. Nice job. Well done. All right. Well, I teased it. And uh, I'm super excited to play this song because it comes from one of the recent additions to my best albums of 2023 list. Uh, This one's been getting a lot of spins by me. Uh, This is the album Eye on the Bat by Palehound. You're familiar, Kev? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Palehound. Big fan. Um, Yeah, I've been a fan for years. It's the musical project of El Kempner. Uh, we played a song from their 2019 album on the pod and also loved that Bachelor album that came out last year, which was a collaboration between Palehound and JSOM. I was trying Super to remember. Good. Like, I I was like, wait, is Palehound a duo of two people or is Palehound part of a duo with two people? Thank you for, for yeah. leading me to that answer. And it's, uh, well, Pale Hound's the band, but Kempner is the uh, the main songwriter. And, uh, yeah, I had almost forgot about that project. And I'm like, man, I was obsessed with that album. And that was, like, some great sort of sludgy 90s rock mm-hmm. that they had going on. There's definitely some of that going on here as well. You'll hear some good fuzz on here. I feel like the first six songs in the album, they're all just, like, hit, hit, hit. Um, but you got, like, this song, Independence Day. That's the one we're going to listen to. And then right after it is The Clutch, which was the first single that I was obsessed with. So this is just like a back-to-back banger, one-two punch. 
Uh, there's hard hitting guitars and even harder hitting lyrics. And a lot of it centers around this like ending of a relationship. And so Elle said this about the song, the ending of a relationship that spanned the majority of my twenties illuminated a forked road that daunted me in the aftermath of our breakup. I found myself dwelling on what that other life would have been like and who I would have become had we chosen differently, or even if circumstance or tragedy had chosen for us. So again, that's I think a thing that a lot of people can relate to mm-hmm. in these these moments, these turning points in your life, and wondering what the other path would be. So on that note, let's take a listen to Pale Hound with Independence Day. <laughs>
Giggity, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate the song that we just listened to called Independence Day. Oh, yeah, baby. Did that have to do with a little man named William Smith? And uh, another man named William Pullman. I was going to uh, say, you said William <laughs> Smith, and I was like, what? And another man named William Goldblum. Yeah. No, that's not Fuck. his name. Um, you could, honestly, in that moment, you could have convinced me his name was William Goldblum because you were just on a roll. Um, yes. Yes, that was, of course. Uh, now, the second best story uh, about Independence Day I've ever seen slash right? heard. Because this was, this was such a good story. It was so... Yeah. Um, it it was like it was so in the details, right? Like the cap underneath the bed of the tablespoon. Oh, uh, I love, I love that. that. But I also and I, like the idea of breaking up while your neighbors rage on Fourth yeah, of July. Like I, I could just, just love the that. fireworks flashing across your face. Yeah, but I disagree that this kind of was in the opposite vein of push reset because, um, throughout the song, like the lyrics was I just. G- that's it, true. Yeah. It was, I don't want to know what the other option was. I don't was. want to. Yeah. Although there's a lyric in this that's been like haunting me <laughs> because I've been like just trying to break down the wording. And I love the way that Al wrote it because it's like, I've been listening to the Tom Waits song, uh, Come On Up to the House. I've been playing it on my guitar. And there's a line in that, which is the only things you can't see or the only things you can see is all that you lack. It's like this weird, like phrasing where there's like, it's not quite right. And so the line in this, there is nothing to it. If I can't edit the past, there's like an, almost like a double negative. So I did like try to like sift through. So it's like, I'm living life, like writing my first draft, almost like, you know, I, the eye on the bat, the sort of like, oh, I this thinking like I'm not doing things right or whatever or like questioning things. And um, so I feel like that that there's some of that going on. But then that idea of saying there is nothing to it if I can't edit the past. I first thought it was can. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's being like, oh, there's nothing to it. I can go back and edit the past. Mm-hmm. But then it's like no, actually it'll be easier if I just like keep moving. I, that's almost the sentiment I get is like, just not, not looking back, just keep going. No regrets. Um, and then, yeah, saying, but even if I could go back, it's, it would hurt me. And so I feel like every time you do that thought exercise, which I've done many times of like, Oh, well, what if this had gone different in my life? What if I had made this choice different? Uh, there's the the other threads, the the things you would lose, the things in yourself that you would lose out on because you didn't learn them, because you didn't go through certain things, you know. So that's always like the tricky thing is, if you uh, mess with one thing in your past, there's always a butterfly effect and uh, lose out on something. Uh, so you're probably better off not worrying about that other path. Yeah, we all saw that for future too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh no that was that was delightful and like i loved the the few times where the guitar was like bow, 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 like it had that oh, cool little riff so in good. there that was really fun uh yeah so yeah i'm a big fan i missed this album i've been like very lax in listening to music um so i'm about to do a big old catch-up and yes. i think this is going this sh- to the number this one should spot. be high on your list too uh, even the ones that's got like not the most streams on Spotify, like you want it, you got it. Number five. Oh, such a jam. Uh, so, yeah, this album's super great. And also, 
uh, you should watch the video from my evil. Me and my wife Kyle have been watching The Sopranos because I've never seen it. And so, uh, yeah, we, we're on season four right now. But <laughs> for the video for my evil, they reenacted it's L driving in the car, basically doing the entire like intro for The Sopranos. And it looks so much like oh it. Oh my God, that's so uh, cool just set to my evil which is perfect because that song is kind of like creepy sounding talking about that dark side so yeah super good check that out as well. all right i have a question four seasons in are you hitting skip intro or are you letting it play each time oh i fucking love that song and yeah. never get sick of it so yeah. i let it okay. keep playing baby i yeah. like to hear that <laughs> yeah there's some intros i'll skip but no that one's great yeah uh so that was pale hound with independence day from Eye on the Bat, that is out now on Polyvinyl. Uh, Luke, we are bringing the July releases this episode. It's yeah, prob- probably because we were gone for all of July, so we're, we're, yeah. we're going back and listening to all the good stuff. Um, so I am, of course, bringing another one right now from The Clientele. Uh, and they just released their new album, I Am Not There Anymore, uh, which regularly evokes what vocalist Alistair McLean calls the feeling of not being real. Uh, I'm glad this is coming after Pale Hound because uh, we talked about 90s influences here and uh, a lot of these lyrics were inspired by McLean's memories of early summer in 1997 which is when his mother died Uh, and that makes a lot of sense because this is going to be very 90s inspired which I was thinking before I even got into the backstory of the song. Yeah. Uh, what happens with this record was that we bought a computer, McLean explained. The trio would lay down a few tracks and then take them home to play around, trying out different arrangements before returning to the studio to finish recording. Though the album functions as McLean's way of mourning, he notes that he's not the kind of songwriter who ever sits down with a theme in mind. Quote, Usually the pressure is to have some kind of neatness or conclusion. Finish the oil painting. Chip the last facet away from the jewel. And I thought, I'm not going to do that here. I'm just going to say I don't understand it. Which is just the beauty of music. It's not rigid. It is whatever we hear in it. Uh, So let's give a listen to the clientele with Blue Over Blue.
I enjoyed that a lot. It uh, did have kind of like a almost 60s influenced, which as we know, the 90s uh, was very much like, and I know this band has been around since like the 2000s. I definitely knew of them before, had heard their name. Um, and so I'm like, I got some of that, like kind of reminds me of like apples and stereotype, mm-hmm. almost like Beatlesy. But, um, but then that, like, I liked how sort of breezy and just like peaceful it was, but then yeah. you get that little, like, grr, 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 like fuzziness in there. Um, I didn't realize it was about grieving and I like the, like the sort of, you wouldn't expect that it's almost a pumped up kicks experience, yeah. but, um, but then the lyric definitely knowing that meaning behind it because i listened before and now listening again uh that like what am i and what are you it's almost you know that just existential question you know that comes from those moments of grief and loss and uh yeah i thought that was uh lovely how they did that yeah i would absolutely say it falls into pumped up kicks because it, i would say without listening to lyrics it was like a fun little ditty and yeah, it certainly it's like nice. lyrically isn't but it is that's what's great it's that it's got you know that juxtaposition yeah that was a clientele with blue over blue from i am not there anymore out now via merge Oh, they're mergers that kind of makes sense that they're on merge because you know another band that i was like Oh, this kind of reminds me of Lamb Chop, maybe non like auto tune Lamb Chop, and I believe Lamb Chop's also emerged. So, yeah, nice. I'm they, excited to check this album out. They're mergers. They're mergers. They're mergers. Well, Kev, I'm uh, here to do the trifecta. Play this band that I played on here twice before. I uh, I just can't get enough of this band. This I'm is excited. the band. Sorry. I'm not sorry that you're playing them again because uh, yeah, it's two albums now in a row that I've really enjoyed, and I'm yeah. hoping this is you telling me that there's an- another one to come. Well, a little interesting. We'll get there. Yeah. Ooh. So this is the band from North London. Uh, it's the main core. Uh, two members are Asha and Lewis, who are like the songwriters, um, and they have such an interesting sound. It's got some of that like '90s sludgy rock type stuff, but they also do some interesting electronic stuff and you know we're recording this on kind of a gloomy rainy day i feel like they have some great rainy day jams that uh capture that that vibe and are like minor key haunting and we're gonna hear one of them uh today and it's their new single screaming in the rain again and kev you might be thinking wait but wasn't this song on their last album and that was the song screaming in the rain Oh, shit, a sequel. Yeah. So it's actually a new recording of the same song, but it's very different. Like, the production uh, is a lot different from the one on the album. And, you know, I loved the one on the album. It's the penultimate track. And so it's like, you know, that late in the album when you're like, okay, what do you got? You still got something in the tank and then... Boom, this one comes out, and it's one of the most memorable ones, I feel like. It is a fan favorite. And so they made a new version of it, and they put it out as a single. And Sari said this, We wanted to make a version that was harder, stronger, faster. We felt we could show off a different side to the version that is on the album, one with more passion. So that's that's what we get on this new one. So, Kev, let's... uh get in our white tank tops head out and get ready to do a shawshank 
because here's Sorry with Screaming in the Rain again. That's a hot diggity dog. Yeah, baby. A rainy diggity dog. <laughs> a rainy, a diggity dog of the rain. They almost canceled <laughs> the hot dog eating contest this year because of rain, uh, which begs the question, can you not that for eat you? hot dogs indoors? Yes. <laughs> well, um, I would think it would help because then they're already wet. He doesn't have to dip them in oh the gosh. Joey Chestnut. doesn't have to dip them in the water. I don't know. <laughs> you know what day that takes place on? <laughs> Independence, Independence Day. Day. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about Screaming in the Rain and Screaming in the Rain yeah. again. Uh, Luke, I have a question. Which do you have a preference for? Uh, you know, I 
obviously before I'd heard the second one, I would have said the first one because I really liked it. And, um, but hearing the first one and then going to listen, it's the original is a lot slower than I remember. I remembered it being one of, you know, one of the ones I remembered more. And I just love the melody and that the lyric, which that lyric in the, was that the clientele that was talking about the like not feeling real? Mm-hmm. Cause that lyric of, I feel so alien, nothing's making sense, screaming in the rain again. I feel like similar, along similar lines there. So, yeah, no, I think I do really like this new version because uh, I think it does hit harder. There's a, some interesting, just like the drum beat is a like interesting electronic uh, mm-hmm. beat. There's some cool like chopped up and s- slowed down vocal samples there at the end, and even just the like my body, my body, like that sample in the background was super cool, and that end group vocal part I think yeah. just hits so much harder in this one. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this is what I want every remix or cover to be. Like it, it yeah. feels like they're covering their own song, right? Like it's a totally yeah. different take on it. Um, obviously lyrically a bit different, but. Yeah, I I think this went from a song that's at the end of an album that fits very well to a song that like is a standout. Yeah, stand on its own. So I'm I'm a big fan. I like this approach. I'd like to see more bands do it. Just like yeah, take another crack at a song. That is cool. I I like that idea of covering your own song. I didn't think of it that way, and I like that. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. I know there's one person who's uh pretty famously been making their own versions of previous songs uh taylor swift if you heard of her Uh. i gotta go (laughs) you're like wait um but anyway that was sorry with screaming in the rain again that is out now on domino and hey go listen to anywhere but here their album from last year which had the amazing original screaming in the rain on it yeah, I'm like, why wasn't that in my end of year list? I listened to that album quite a bit. I know, and maybe uh, it came out in October, so maybe, you know, sometimes the ones that come out earlier stuck with you, but that is yeah. a really good one. Uh, Willow Tree, another great rainy day jam yeah. that's on this album. I'm going to go back and listen to that. Anyway, Being Dead is the Texas-based trio of best friends Falcon Bitch, Gumball, and Ricky Moto. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I love it. Good. I. You know what? Why can't we just do that normal yeah. life? Well, right? you know, it's like Animal Collective did it with like Geologist and Deacon. And not enough bands are coming up with fun names for themselves. Yeah. For the members, that is. I want to change my professional name from Kevin Connor to just like... Falcon bitch. You know what? I, I can't come <laughs> anything better well, than you that. Can't fucking steal great. that one. But that one's great. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, when they just put out their album, When Horses Would Run, their debut. Uh, it's been in progress mm-hmm. since 2017. And the band set out to create worlds, grabbing our hand and hauling us outside of ourselves, where we can soak in stories of carefree shoplifters, wayward cowboys, and the final oh. moments of a lonely buffalo on the range. Very, like, oh, wow. imaginative imagery. Yes. Imaginative in- imagery, yes. Um, yes. The album doesn't linger in one place for too long. Instead, it dances alongside the periphery, flickering between Super 8 memories and moments. Uh, I love something that, like, 
elicits nostalgia for something you don't have in your past. Yeah. Like, that's always something that's really cool. Um, and I think Fantasy the, Nostalgia. That would be a good album name. Someone needs to do it. That oh, should TM, be my... TM. <laughs> TM. Uh, uh, this is a super melancholic summer jam I'm going to be playing. It suits every occasion. Um, and it really is a great summation of the album as a whole. Let's listen to Being Dead with Daydream. Gotta give that a lordy lordy Barry Gordy. Let's go. Uh being dead, I'm like, ah, scary. But no. You know, yeah, although it is a little haunting. I mean, yeah. it's got almost like a 60s Laurel Canyon vibe. Uh also like kind of like a surf rocky always kind of vibe in there too. But then uh 
it's blended in an interesting way. And then with these fantastical lyrics, like you're talking about, and I was picking up on even more of them this time. There was something about like the sky will rip or something in the beginning, which I was like, Oh yeah, there's some of that, what you're talking about. I also liked the one about feeling like a newborn baby, a delicate Daisy. And, uh, just like slipping into a dream. Uh, like I really liked a lot of the lyrics I was hearing. So yeah, this is a very cool sound and, I did listen to some of this band's album and really liked what I heard. Yeah, I've enjoyed it too. I uh, I want to go back and like pull out my favorites because I give it like one full listen, kind of in in sequence. And now like I I heard a bunch of stuff I like and I don't know which song those were because I wasn't paying attention to the tracks titles. So yeah, yeah. And from what I remember, and I want to spend more time with it because I just listened to like the first few songs, but it was all very different, but had uh, like a lot of different styles going on, but has a sort of like vintage vibe to it, which I like a lot. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of that today. A yeah. lot, lot of vintage. Hey, what are we in the, we're just all recycling stuff from the past. That's what we do. But then we make it in a new way. Speaking of, wait, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going on a tangent, but it's yeah. musical. Have you heard Planet of the Bass? You have to have. No. Coming out no. of Kyle's phone on TikTok? No. All right, wait. People, people will know this. I'm going to send it to you and let's, let's talk about it because it's very fun and also very 90s. I, I have heard that. Yeah. I did not his like rap at the end. I have not heard that part. <laughs> I do so love I that part though that. because all those lyrics are insane. Like women, are, women my are, are my favorite guy. guy yes. It's pretty great. Um, yeah. No, I love that because I'm like the line between like parody and actual awesomeness. It, yep. Is it's, very thin. it's oh so thin. <laughs> Um, and I feel like that is that is what it looks like to walk a tightrope on that line. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, so that was a huge tangent. How did we get on that? I forget. Uh, 90s nostalgia. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, but yeah. I uh, Oh, vintage vibes. Yes, I very much enjoy being dead's vintage vibes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to wrap that up. That was Being Dead with Daydream from When Horses Would Run, out now from Bayonet Records. So, Kev, I'm realizing that I played Sorry, and now I'm about to play a band called Hurry. I noticed that. And I should have... There's a band called Dury, too. I should have just got them on this list. What is this? My my wordle, wordle guesses when the word's furry? Hey, good one. Um, and on that note, let's talk about Hurry Baby. They're a great band from Philly, uh, formed in 2012 by frontman Matt Scottaline. And they've released a handful of albums, and I had heard of them but wasn't super familiar uh, when I heard this new single. And uh, I'm very excited for their new album, Don't Look Back. So, you know, we've been talking about 90s nostalgia and, like, Obviously, that 90s Euro pop we just <laughs> listened to, uh, Pale Hounds, Fuzzy, 90s referencing rock. But this has some other shades of 90s rock that I love, like Teenage Fan Club, uh, which is some like jangly pop. And uh, the album's title is actually a reference to a Teenage Fan Club album, Don't Look Back, which is a 
Teenage Fan Club song. And that is the name of Hurry's new album. And they're also doing a channeling of some 90s bubblegum power pop like New Radicals or Phantom Planet, which uh, I'm very much here for. That's a sound I love. And I love to hear the creative ways that like artists like we're, we're just saying, take these sounds from the past and do a new take on it and uh, evoke nostalgia by uh, just the sounds in their songs and that's exactly what we're going to hear on this song begging for you matt scottline said this about it sometimes i demo a song and i'm like i have no idea if this will be good or not but begging for you was one of those songs where i knew the whole time it was going to be good it really feels like you were at the mercy of the gods sometimes and sometimes you just get lucky uh so let's move in a manner that is fast at a faster speed than at which we had been previously moving. Uh, all this to say, let's listen to Hurry with Begging for You. I've been plumbing around, trying to make sense of everything around me. She's been losing her ground, giving everything up just to ease my mind. Is it
gonna give that a hot diggity dog. Uh, that was delightful. Yeah, baby. Uh, excited to hear that album. Yeah, I'm very excited, and you don't have to wait long because it's out this very day. Good. Yeah, and you know, I think that's uh, we'll. Why don't we just wrap this up and transition into our shouts where we're going to talk about these. So that was Hurry with Begging For You from Don't Look Back out August 11th today on Lamo Records. And so I'm very excited. We'll be listening to that. Let's talk about the other new Music Friday releases in Shouts. <laughs> well, I'll keep going. Of course, Shouts to Hurry, we just talked about with Don't Look Back. Check that album out. First thing, of course. Then we got The Hives. Great band, you know, the Garage Rock revival back in the early 2000s. Love that band. They have The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. Haven't listened to them in a while, but check that out. Um, Yes. And then uh, Mr. Neil Young with Chrome Dreams. I guess this was something he put together back in 77 and it was like Ooh. a very bootlegged one and so now it's being released so that's cool i assume it will not be on spotify but maybe find it other ways fight the power uh, nail you know. uh there we go i've got a few um jungle with volcano a band i've always been a big fan of I was making jungle noises. Oh, I understood. <laughs> uh, I couldn't hear it because Discord filtered it all out, but I yeah. did see uh, the hand and facial motions that you made. <laughs> yeah. Elephant <laughs> elephant tusk or elephant yes. snout. Um, jungle, one of the most consistent bands in not only musical prowess, but also album covers. Oh. Uh, they yeah. love having their album covers all look the same with a different color. And Which, you know what? I love it. I like I like like branding that's like different shades of the same thing. So yeah, I'm here for it. I uh, I read a book recently that was part of a trilogy that had a color in each name. I don't know why I'm oh. being vague. It was the first book was called Red Mars, and the second were green and blue, and all the books were red, green, and blue. And I went out and bought them instantly, oh. so they would all look right on the shelf in case like, it got reprinted. Yes, of course. Um, so Jungle would be doing that as well. That's cool. Uh also have a new album out from No Name, great Chicago-based rapper, yes. kind of part of the the Chance the Rapper contemporary. Yeah, like, I think came out of the same like arts program that Chance came out of, and I think it's been a few years mm-hmm. since No Name had an album. So Shared that Room 25 that. quite a while ago. Yeah. I'm uh, excited for that. That album's called Sundial. And then, uh, you know, I always like to look at what's coming out, see if any new names strike me. And uh, we have a new album from CEO at business.net. Uh, I didn't think you were actually going to shout out CEO. Listen, I went and listened to like a what? song and it was it was like pretty all right. So I'm going to give good. I'm going to give Mr. CEO a shout out. Uh, new album as good as it gets out today. Listen to it. A quick little tout within our shouts an album that we uh, didn't get to talk about that came out last week, uh, but we were off, is Girl Ray with yes. Prestige. Yes. Uh, amazing album. Been loving it. Kevin played a song from it on the podcast. I have had to I, – I got a chance to listen to this when I played that song, and I've had to keep a lid on it because uh, it was one of my favorites of the year. 
And yeah. I'm very excited that it's out and have for everybody to listen to. It may be year-end status, uh, for sure, on the list, because uh, every song I heard, I got to track six, which I believe is Hold Tight, which I think is the one that you played on the podcast, and every song was funky, it was cool, but, like, you know, bringing different things to the table, I really enjoyed what I heard, so check that one out as well. Yeah, when I played Hold Tight, it's a great song, but also the rest of the album goes in so many other different directions that, like, it doesn't really represent the whole album so i i can't recommend listening to it enough for sure and then last thing we got to talk about our three daddies we're a planet ant podcast powered by pinecast head over to planet ant hey fun thing planet ant just reopened the black box theater which is the purple building uh so they have a show running there now so go check that out um and of course see all the great comedy and other shows going on at planet ant and then of course offshelf.net check it out it's on the internet uh i know last week our editor ob went to gen con so you'll probably be seeing some board game content coming up because he always gets out there gets his finger on all the best little board games he rolls the dice he moves the little things around the board that's what i was doing i play monopoly i'm not allowed to play monopoly anymore (laughs) um so Check out offshelf.net for all that sort of stuff. And that's going to do it for us. You can follow us at Best Song Ever Pod. You can follow me at Indie Darling Music, Kevin at Minty Fresh Kevin. And. Oh, wait. I'm on Blue Sky. I got an invite. I'm I'm in the exclusive oh. club. Um, oh, wait. You need to get an invite for this? I just heard Adam Conover talk about this on his podcast. Yeah, you what need to it? get. I don't it's, know nothing. It's literally Twitter made by Jack Dorsey. But, like. Oh. Like it's oh, it's just okay. the same, um, which Twitter now, f- formerly known X. as Twitter, yeah, fucking X. stupid. Um, so I'm on Blue Sky, uh, KCon, whatever dot Blue Sky dot social. Um, well, I got I a good username. Uh, so yeah, if you're there, maybe that's the future. I don't know. Threads doesn't <laughs> seem like it. Oh my god. Well, you can find us somewhere out there. <laughs> just where the shout. Are um. And that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Well, it's best song ever. Another podcast better. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.